Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? The NFL coming out and announcing May 12th. They're going to unveil their schedules for the upcoming season. We're going to tell you what the primetime matchups should be in week one. And look, the way this runs is, you know, it's not just random and arbitrary. Every team has their home games. Every team has their road games. And they like to do certain things week one, like two Monday night football games. That's returning. So I went through and thought, how do you reward the teams from success from last year and put together a great showcase out of the gate? So, of course, the Rams are going to host. Defending champion always hosts. So we're going to look at that, who their opponent should be, all that fun stuff. The right time. Jay Wright stepping away from Villanova basketball, calling it a career at the age of 60. You've seen this coming. Bob Stoops walking away from college football in the last six, seven years. Chris Peterson walking away from college football in Washington in the last five or six years. More and more coaches are doing this in their 50s and 60s. Why? You make enough money. And you can make more in the booth. I'm going to tell you why this is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. More coaches are going to keep leaving. They just are. And there's a way to make it even get more, I don't want to say out of control, but to speed up the process. How? Legalized gambling. I'm going to tell you how legalized gambling and coaches calling it careers earlier are connected. And we're going to wrap with this. A little NBA angst. The NBA postseason, there's something that's taking place this postseason. I can't remember ever in my 40 plus years on this planet existing. I can't something that's taking place this postseason. We'll tell you what that is coming up. Remember, follow, share, like, subscribe at harp on sports, Twitter at harp on sports, Instagram, harp on sports, the podcast, the bar available for you. Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple podcast, harp on sports, the Facebook page, harp on sports, the bar, the YouTube channel. And of course, harp on sports.com. Okay. Start off with this NFL schedules. They're coming out May 12th. And There are just certain matchups. There are just certain things that should take place week one of the season. Now, the NFL doesn't want to come out and fire all their cannons and remove, you know, we're going to play our most marquee of the marquee matchups out of the gate. You kind of want to pump the brakes on some of these. You just, you you do just because, look, I'll give you an example. The Packers and the Bears. You don't need that as a week one game. You really don't know how much good it would do the bears but there's just certain matchups that out of the gate ugh. but when it comes to out of division games you bet you can litter the board with those with the exception of one and that to me is the nightcap of the monday night football doubleheader start off first with the opener thursday night to start the year to me i wrote this down the rams are going to host who are the opponents on that rams line well of course you have your three divisional opponents And then you go through and you look at the division, the first place teams that you play a first place schedule. Rams didn't finish in first, remember? They went on the road. Um, I got to thinking about this. And here's what I've concluded. I should say the Rams weren't the number one overall seed. Had to go on the road to win in the postseason, didn't they? Had to go into Tampa and win. I think the Rams should start off the season hosting the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a home game on the Rams schedule. What we saw at the end of the year with Josh Allen and the Super Bowl that we should have gotten is is the Rams and the Bills. We should have gotten that, right? The Bills outplayed the Chiefs. The Chiefs just won the coin toss and the Bills and the Bengals. The Bills would have won that game, but we didn't get it. So let's get it out of the gate. If you're making a prediction right now, it's the Rams and the Bills, isn't it, for the Super Bowl? 
So let's see it out of the gate. Rams and Buffalo should start the season in L.A. I want to see Josh Allen go up against Jalen Ramsey. Remember that? Yeah. I see this Bills team that was a sneeze away. Here you go, gang. Let's see what you got. So out of the gate, that's what I would love to see. Love to see it. Now, as we head into the weekend, you know, Sunday is going to be littered, and you want your 1 o'clock and your 4 o'clock slate to be loaded. Um, And there's certain teams that... I think the Packers need to be in that afternoon session on Sunday. I don't have the Packers in a primetime game. Why? I think that the way you look at where Aaron Rodgers is, I would, I would love to see is like the 49ers and the Packers play the Sunday afternoon game. I, I'd love to see that matchup in there. When it comes to Sunday night, I wrote this down for Sunday night. I, I know we've seen this in the past. I know we've danced on this one before, but I'd love to see it again. I'd love to see the Bucks and the Cowboys again. Are we probably going to get this? No, but I'd love to see the Bucks and the Cowboys. Just would. That game's in Dallas too, mind you. Now, look, I'm equally, I'm okay with the Packers and the Cowboys. I'm, you know, there's teams that you can supplant out here, but Tom Brady's going to be in prime time. Who we kidding, right? Tom Brady is going to be in prime time to start the year. It's just a question if he's going to be on Monday night, if he's going to be on Sunday night. And look, the, the problem is this division is bad. For the Buccaneers, it is. I'm okay with it being the Bills in the Bucks. You want to do the Bills in the Bucks? I'm cool with that. We could have the Chiefs and the Rams start this season, and then the Bills in the Bucks on Sunday night. That would be cool too. I'll take that. You bet. I'll take that in a heartbeat. I just want to see Josh Allen, and I want to see that out there. I want to see the Rams elevated to that stage. I've seen Patrick Mahomes on that stage, but I, look. He came to me and said, okay, Seth, we can't do that. We can give you the Bucks and the Chiefs. Oh, I'll take that. You bet I'll take that. Give me the Bucks and the Chiefs. But now you're starting to mess with Monday night because you got to spread some of this talent out. You know, Brady going up, you know, you have the Rams and Josh Allen going up against the Rams and then Brady and Mahomes going up against each other. Oh, okay, now we're going to get into a little trouble on Monday night. Going to, you know, you still have the Chargers. You still have so many teams. The AFC West is so loaded. That's where we're going to get into Monday night a little bit. But again, for where I am, I'd love to see it. I know we saw it last year, but I'd still like to see the Rams. And the Bucks were the Thursday night to start last year, right? I'd love to see the Rams and the Bills start things on Thursday night. I'd like to see the Bucks and the boys Sunday night. And then Monday night, it's a doubleheader again. I'd like to see the Bengals and Titans. Give me the Bengals and Titans is the first game on Monday night. And let's wrap up with the Broncos and the Chiefs. Give me Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. That's what I'm thinking out of the gate. That way everybody gets a taste. Both The two teams that made the AFC Championship game last year, Right? The Bills, or the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, they're both in primetime on Monday night. You take the Bills, who were right there as well, they're out. The Titans, the Final Four in the AFC are all there. They're all there in your primetime lineup. What about in the NFC? Well, who do we have? We had the Rams and the Bucks, right, in the divisional round. Well, we got the Rams and the Bucks again. The Rams are hosting, and the Bucks are Sunday night. I again, I don't have the Packers in here because I have the Packers in the afternoon. I do have the Packers in the afternoon. I, I have the Packers and the 49ers on Sunday afternoon. I want you got to have some game in that pocket on Sunday. And look again with me, I, I'd be okay if you took the Rams, or I'd be okay if you took the Packers and the Bucks, and you had the Packers and the Bucks play Sunday night. That'd be okay with me. And then you took <laughs> at that point, what would you be doing? At that point, you'd be taking the Cowboys and putting the Cowboys in the afternoon. Or you can put the Cowboys on Monday night. Cowboys are still a draw, right? You could you could do that. You could you could substitute the Cowboys out with the Packers and have the Bucks and the and the Packers play Sunday night. But see where I'm going with this? I think the schedule is pretty solid. 
Because I want marquee quarterbacks going up against marquee quarterbacks. And then you're like, well, what about Justin Herbert? What about, well, guys, week two. What are you going to do week two for Sunday Night Football? For week two, Sunday Night Football, well, here we go. Justin Herbert and the Chargers against the Las Vegas Raiders. See that? I mean, week, week two for Monday Night Football, you could do that. Or Sunday Night Football. We've got so many match. Oh, my gosh. Out of the gate. It's going to be glorious. There's just certain teams out there that the AFC West is so loaded. I thought about throwing the Dolphins in here as well, like the Dolphins and the Patriots to start the year. Maybe that's your Monday night game instead of the Bengals and the Titans, but I want to reward the Bengals for going to the Super Bowl. And with that, they get the Monday night primetime affair. So again, if I'm a picking man, I want to see out of the gate, the Rams host the Bills. Sunday night, I've got the Bucks and the Cowboys or the Bucks and the Packers. One of those two. Bucks, Cowboys, Bucks, Packers, Aaron Rod. Yeah, yeah, those are the matchups. Um, I'm okay with, you know, if you want to put the Cowboys in the afternoon Sunday, that's fine. But the Packers in primetime. And then Monday night, Bengals-Titans first game. Broncos-Chiefs second game. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. All right. So those are my NFL schedules. May 12th is the announcement or when everything's going to come out. I think those should be the four primetime games to start the year. From that to this, um, Jay Wright walking away. Jay Wright calling it a career at the age of 60. We're starting to see this more and more. You know, Dick Vermeil was the first guy in the early 80s that got burned out and said, I'm done. Other coaches have done it as well that have walked away. I don't want to say young in their career, but said, you know what? I, I'm done. Certain coaches have coached well into their 70s. Marv Levy well into their 70s. Bill Belichick 70 now. Other coaches have looked around and said, you know what? I think I've accomplished pretty much everything I want to accomplish. I want to do some other things. Dick Vermeil walked away when he was, what, in his late 40s? And then he walked away and again in his early 60s. So I, I get it. I'm giving you just football guys now, basketball-wise. Yeah, Coach K, Roy Williams, they hung around until they were in their 70s. And they looked around and said, I'm done. Well, college football, it happens more often than not, doesn't it? Bob Stoop said, that's it. Chris Peterson at Washington said, you know what? That's about it. You've seen this more and more with NFL football players. Luke Keekley, Patrick Willis said, you know what? I'm done doing I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Injury is too much. From a football player's standpoint, it's a quality of life. From a coach's standpoint, it's a quality of bank account. And when you have big gambling companies, you know, big online betting portals, whether it's, I mean, DraftKings, FanDuel, that are throwing 10 to $15 million a year to, to pull people in. Pat McAfee got, what, a $90 million contract? Close to it? Is that what he got? $60 million? Pat McAfee got $60 million, right? $50 million, $60 million? If I'm an NFL coach and I'm looking around, or I'm a college basketball coach and I'm looking around and going, wait a second here. There's, there's guys making $7, $8 million, $10 million a year broadcasting, and I'm making $6, 7000000 million coaching? I'm a good-looking dude. If I'm Jay Ryan, I look around and go, wait a second, I'm 60. I, I, can, I can go do this. I can go into broadcasting and make $7 million a year for the next 10 years and make $70 million broadcasting. And I get six months of the year off. I don't have to deal with recruiting and boosters and that filth, the ugly transfer portal, NIL, just nasty. I don't have to deal with that pond scum. Sweet. And the more legalized gambling kicks in, the more money's coming in. And we saw this where gambling entities were fighting over talent, just bidding. It just did a massive bidding war. Broadcasters make more. Than, it's funny. Broadcasters make more than coaches. 
But Joe Buck and Troy, Troy Aikman got $90 million. Troy Aikman made more money. Troy Aikman made more money in his ESPN contract that he just signed than he did winning three Super Bowls in four years of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, not even close. Troy Aikman's going to make three, four times as much as a broadcaster than he is as a football player. Now you can do it a lot longer. But go back and look. Did he ever sign a six-year, $90 million deal with the Cowboys at any time? No. What did he get paid a year there at the most? $10 million, $12 million? Why wouldn't you do it? So I look around at other coaches. and In college basketball, Jay Wright was going to have – he was that torch, right? He was that guy because, let's face it, Coach K – you know, Roy Williams leaves. Coach K leaves. Uh, Jimmy Beheim, we think, is going to leave here in the next few years. Jay Wright, at the age of 60, thought, oh, if Jay Wright coaches 10 to 12 more years, he could win two more titles. He could he could track down Coach K's fives. Like, nah, not, not interested. Nope. This program's in good shape. I'm going to leave it, and that's it. I, my reaction was, wow. But you can make more money broadcasting than you can coaching now. You can. And there's certain guys broadcasting. Well, why doesn't everybody do it? It's just not in their blood. Bill Belichick's not that guy. He's just not. Parcells knocked it around and tried around TV, but eh, not me. Ditka was good on TV. Giving you NFL coaches now, but college basketball, Al McGuire is very good. You have coaches that are very good at it. You have some that eh, really don't want to do this. Okay. And I look around at other coaches that are out there now thinking, wow, I mean, why would you... The guy that would be fantastic at it would be Calipari. Calipari would be fantastic in the booth. He would be amazing courtside. He would be. As a color analyst, John Calipari would be fantastic. So if I'm John Calipari, I'm looking around going, you know what? If I win another title at Kentucky, I'm in my early 60s. <sighs> Done. Done. I go to CBS. Maybe when Raftery retires, replace him, and I'm golden. If he wants to. But that's just it. I mean, tracking down these all-hallowed records, and you look at, like, the Bobby Knights, and Coach K's been doing it forever, and guys that track, you know, Belichick has a chance to track down Don Shula, and when you do break those records, it's great, and you're immortalized, but it just doesn't matter anymore. Most people that track down, like, all-time records are miserable people. Did you ever notice that? It's miserable. Pete Rose was miserable. Hank Aaron wasn't miserable, but everybody tried to make him miserable. It's just it's miserable. Like, oh God, Bobby Knight was miserable. Look, quality of life. I get it. Gambling companies, big bucks want to pay me $15, 20000000 million a year. I make double that I, why would I, why would I coach? Especially like in the filth of the NIL. That's just nasty now. Nasty, nasty. Schools involved. Schools have made it dirty. Not the kids. Not the students. Not the athletes. Schools have made it dirty. Uh, what did wrap with this? A little NBA angst for you. When I, I look back to when I was younger and, you know, it was the Lakers and the Celtics. The 76ers were good. The Rockets were good uh, in the 80s. And, you know, you you had, you know, the Cavs were decent. The Pistons came along in the 80s. You had about five teams that could win the title. Four or five teams. But it was predominantly the Lakers and the Celtics. Then you got into the late 80s and the Portland Trailblazers started sniffing around. You had the Lakers who were still good. But, I mean, you had that next tier like the Sonics and the Jazz, but they weren't quite there yet. You had to have teams peel off before you got to that point. So, I mean, I look at Michael Jordan in his heyday. You had the Bulls and the Knicks. The Pacers were in there a little bit, but not really much of a threat to the Bulls or the Knicks. They really weren't. The Magic came along, but 
not, they were a threat when Jordan was coming back. But in the West, who was it in the West? It was the Suns, the Sonics. You had about five teams. I went through and looked. There's eight teams that can win the title. I can't think of the last time going into NBA postseason where eight different teams could win the title. I'm serious. Eight teams could win the title. Now, are there some more on the upper echelon than others? Yeah, I do. I, I think that, like, to me, Golden State has a better chance to win than Miami. But I wrote these teams down. Ready? The Heat, the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Celtics. All four of those teams have a chance to go to the NBA Finals out of the East. All four. The Heat, Bucks, 76ers, and Celtics. The Nets are probably done. The Nets are good, but you know they're, they're not winning four out of five against Boston. They're just not. And you start to look around, the Hawks aren't quite there yet. They're just not. They're not quite there yet. But I look around at the East, and I'm like, wow, four different teams? Now, I, I, I said from the get-go, I like Golden State and Philly in the, in the finals. I like Philly to win it. But I look over in the West, now that Booker's banged up a little bit, the Suns, the Warriors, what, the, the Grizzlies? And depending on what's going on with Luka in Dallas... Can they win the title? I they now that the Suns are banged up, I I don't see anybody beating Golden State four times in ten days, eleven days, whatever it was. It eleven days when it's all said and done. If I have to be, I have to be more than that. Four times in thirteen days, the series takes two weeks. But you still have to do it. And I don't see anybody in the West, especially now that Booker's banged up, beating Golden State four times. But seven or eight teams that can win the NBA title. For the longest time, everybody complained about super teams and everybody ganging up. I can never, I can't even fathom, I'm trying to recall, going into a postseason where eight different teams could win an NBA title. I mean, there was one year in the West, you had Utah, San Antonio. God, I'm trying to think. The In the mid-90s, you had the, the Sonics, the Jazz. You had the Spurs. Guys, anybody else in the West? Matumbo and the Nuggets were good, but they weren't like NBA Finals good. Portland was good, but not, you know, there's three. And in the East, the Bulls and the Celtics were done at that point. See what I'm saying? You got eight teams that can win an NBA title. Half the teams in the postseason could win. Like legitimately have a chance to win. I can't recall that. If you came to me today and said, Seth, the Heat are going to play the Suns in the finals, I'd be like, oh, okay. If you came to me and said, Seth, it's going to be the Warriors in Philly, I'd be like, okay. If you came to me and said, Seth, you know, Memphis is going to get hot and it's going to be Memphis and Boston. I'd be like, okay. If you came to me and said, Seth, it's going to be the Bucks, Milwaukee, and Golden State. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> See what I'm I, I wouldn't, well, I don't think so. Oh, okay, I, that, it's wide open. Everybody that wanted the NBA, it's all super teams. It's all everybody ganging up on the same teams. Eight teams can win a title. Eight teams. The NBA playoffs have never been more fantastic. I love them. Looks great. It's just fun. Fun, fun, fun. Still like Phoenix. Excuse me. Still like Philly over Golden State when it's all said and done. So there we go. Harpod Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. Uh, Harpod Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Harpon Sports, the bar. Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can consume us there. Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, and of course, harponsports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong.
Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.